Welcome to 1991 Movie Rewind, a podcast where we watch and review every movie released in 1991, from the all-time greatest classics to the critically panned and everything in between. We will rediscover forgotten fan favorites and uncover hidden gems as we explore the depths of directed video. Join us in our celebration of the fun, unique, and diverse films of this highly underrated year. This week, we watched Ernest Scared Stupid. In Ernest Scared Stupid, Ernest P. Worrell, played by Jim Varney, is helping the local kids build a treehouse when he accidentally unleashes a child-stealing troll that was captured by his ancestors long ago. The troll needs to take five kids by midnight on Halloween, and it's up to Ernest to lead the charge in stopping it. Screenplay by Charles Gale and Coke Sams, directed by John R. Cherry III, and released on October 11, 1991. Have you seen Ernest Scared Stupid before? Yes. I thought this might be one where I have seen it and you had not, but... Oh, you thought I didn't see it? I don't know. You never know. It's not not your parents' type of affair, so, you know, like... I don't know how much sway the kids had in the movie picking all the time. Oh, I mean... Yeah, I want... Or just, if you would go for, like, this goofy-ass type well, of stuff. Well, okay, my favorite Ernest movie is Ernest Goes to Jail. I, I do remember that one being better. I don't remember anything that happens in any of I them. just remember it being very good and watching that more. I feel like Ernest Scare, Scared Stupid was, like, the end of me watching the rest of the Ernest movies. And that's how it was for a lot of people. Yeah. Including Disney. Yes. <laughs> I was reading about this because then a lot of the movies that they did make, all the other Ernest movies, just sounded really bad. Like Ernest Goes to Africa. <laughs> all, all of them except... They were I like think, straight to video. Yeah, all of them were straight to video except for Ernest Rides Again, which is the next one after this. But that one also flopped. Could be wrong. I thought, I think it, it was not released by Disney, but I think it went to the theaters. Ernest Rised Again. Yeah, I know this movie is the last movie that. From Disney. From Disney. Yeah, and it it, it made its budget back. Budget was 9.6, it made 14 million. So it didn't do that poorly, generally speaking, compared to other movies. movies yeah. But it bombed by Disney standards and also compared to other Ernest movies. And so. While they had asked for more, including this one, uh, they decided, no, we're done with you. Right, because I looked up how much the other movies made, and they were between 25 and 30 million. Okay. And this is 14. Yeah. So to them, this is a, to Disney, that's a bomb to them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because 14 million is, you know, even the, the nine point six usually doesn't include advertising budgets for whatever reason. It's just a production. Yeah, so and it's so probably they like, might have lost money overall. Yeah. When considering that, um, yeah, it's, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you thought about it back then. If you remember it, I don't really remember it at all. I mean, I. It was younger I mean I was just I mean I'm like I'm not scared because I mean this is meant for children even though when we're expected to be scared though I don't I know but it's not like hocus pocus I guess it's not like a goosebumps type of a thing yeah where they're trying to scare you even though the from reading this too that the trolls were made they were too scary for kids. That's one of the things I heard that Disney thought maybe factored into the thing. But, I mean, to be honest, I don't think that was the case. I mean, I'd much rather have a design like this. Okay. The Chiodo Brothers did the troll design. Yeah. Who also did Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah. And you can definitely, once you know that at least, maybe before 
you can definitely see the inspiration or the same visual style between the killer clowns from outer space and these trolls really only have one for the most of the movie until like the end scene and i don't know how much was used in the advertising material but that one troll is very expressive it's very the main troll yeah trantor (laughs) he's really well done yeah Um, and i'd much rather see that i'd much rather see like an effort with something that does have like the gross sliminess you know give me something that is somewhat menacing when i know it's actually harmless because we're watching an earnest movie and i thought that as a kid too like I, i know that i wasn't scared at all as a kid and i'm scared of everything or i was back then so if it didn't scare me I seriously doubt it scared a whole lot of other kids. Well, I'm thinking it probably scared, like, four-year-olds. Oh, maybe, yeah, like, I guess toddlers and six-year-old type of kids. But someone who's, like, above, like, first grade, they're probably like, yeah, I'm not scared. But the silliness is okay. Like, you kind of have to remember um, all of Jim Varney's characters from his TV show The Haven it's Ernest because he brings them into well the first four movies doesn't he cuz i mean he does it in remember. this yeah that's, that's actually i don't okay. think he does it for Ernest goes to jail because with Ernest goes to jail it's like he's playing like a double he's playing like he plays like yeah an evil like twin a, basically an evil version of himself but that's you have to know his characters from that TV show to like appreciate this movie. I guess I don't know. Maybe like it's hmm. that's a good question because yeah again I don't remember if that was done in in the other movies. This is we should say uh, um, let me see here. There's really four movies before this. If you include yeah. Doctor Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam um, as the first Ernest movie because some people do um and then you have Ernest goes to camp which was like the big breakaway and mm-hmm. then Ernest saves Christmas and then Ernest goes to jail and then this I don't remember those I've not seen those movies since I was a kid so I don't have any recollection as to whether or not those characters from that I know for sure were in the TV show like you were saying were also part of this but I think that was just always part of like Ernest's deal right because like well, I guess doing various characters. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like even I would assume that some of the advertisements where Ernest the character got its start. Yeah. Was in the advertising world. Most of it's just him talking to the cameraman, unspoken cameraman Vern. But I feel like maybe a couple of them probably had like the old lady with the neck brace. Yeah, least. I remember th- that character from the TV show. But probably also commercials, is my thought. But I could be wrong. Oh, well, so, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's in other movies. Uh, people who are more knowledgeable to Ernest lore yeah. <laughs> will be able to tell us one way or the other. But, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a good point. Like, do you need to have advanced knowledge of who Ernest is in order to I enjoy mean, these movies? That's what I think you do. Because when you see him, when he's changing in those several different characters, you're like, what? Even one of the kid, like, the kids say that, like, oh, you got multiple personality disorder or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, I have to share this treehouse with a multiple personality. Yeah. And, but it's just, um, all of the characters that I think I remember seeing in the TV show, like, the the old ladies for sure. The, the one with the lady is, like, iconic. Yeah. And then the, the... But there's the also military like the guy. Yeah, there's yeah, the there's... fighter pilot guy. I feel like those are also like I probably should have looked that up. I feel like those are also characters in his in his TV show. They probably are, and there may be a couple that and are. It's like you just have to know to those. You have to know those characters to know what he's doing in this movie. I don't know. I mean, hmm. I, I don't necessarily know if you do or like a pre- just to because, be hmm. to appreciate like Jim Varney as an actor 
Well, <laughs> it definitely helps but, me appreciate him as an actor more. I, I will say this. Like, I think that if you've never seen an Ernest thing before and you see that <clears throat> happening, that really sort of epitomizes what the Ernest experience is. And so even if you don't have prior experience of this rapid fire, canted angle, like nonstop frantic thing where he's switching characters from one sentence or mid-sentence to another, yeah. um, if you're not used to that, seeing that for the first time really encapsulates like this is the ride that you're on. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you need to have the advanced knowledge, but at least, you know, that's what you're getting into. And this movie is very frantic in that sense of things. Um, and the, the multiple characters really only happens like two different scenes. They do it kind of earlier on when, you know, the kids are being bullied and, you know, before the, the yeah, troll even comes into effect, he's telling the story pizzas and the bullies well before before that it's like um you know they're talking about how they want to build the the tree house because yeah. you know it's the botswana versus the ottoman empire and how like the little guy is able to rise up against the ottomans and you know the the bullied kids are botswana and they need to build their it's like sparta mm-hmm. really sort of you know the modern equivalent in terms of movie storytelling and then later on, when they're fighting the trolls, he gets into the whole thing again. Yeah. Um, it, it's only two major parts where he does that. Yeah. But I think And then I guess if you want to dive into another that. character, it's at the very beginning he plays his ancestor, but that's not but really the same type of thing. That's kind of like what he does in other movies, where he's always playing other characters in the movie, and always an ancestor sure. yeah. of... Of Ernest. To show the world lineage. Yeah, the world. He plays like mom, dad, uncle, cousin, mm-hmm. whatever, grandpa, grandma, whatever. He plays all the the family members. So it doesn't happen a whole lot, but I don't know. It, it's to me, it's fun when it does happen. Still. Yeah, that's why I was like, I think you're waiting for that. I kind of forgot that it happened, but yeah, like once it once it once it did start to happen, I'm like, oh yeah, that that whole that's like that's, that's his like shtick, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, the old lady character. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> which which somehow has like a deeper, more gravelly voice than he does himself. Right. <laughs> right. Because like she's like the ultimate chain smoker compared to Ernest, who is in real life, you know, a smoker, and that's how he ended up passing um anyway uh, so like it, it's frantic in, in those little scenes but overall i found the pacing to be extremely slow in this and it was that's probably the biggest detriment to the movie because in general i enjoyed this a lot more than i thought i would um i mean i did too i mean i know this is like a whatever <laughs> It's like a kid's movie, and you're like, this is dumb. But, I mean, it reminded me of, like, watching it as a kid. I know when I was younger, I don't remember if I liked it or not, but a lot of his sayings and stuff, I was like, okay, yeah, this is the reason why I liked watching, like, Jim Varney and Ernest as a character. I, yeah, I, I like him as a character because I don't remember much about him, generally speaking, other than he's, like, really, like, up in your face and to the camera with, like, that exaggerated perspective. Like, yeah. a little bit of fish eye, and he's always saying, know what I mean, Vern. And, like, that's the catchphrase that you hear, like, know what I mean. Yeah, but... but watching this... Him, it's... Just, now it's him, like, with interacting with uh, these group of kids. Yeah. And his dog, because I remember he had his dog in another movie. It also it goes to in jail. jail. Okay, and that's yeah. it. After okay. that, that was a Disney performer. I remember the dog. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Disney performer who did not get to go along with Ernest after that. Um, um, the the dog is also a very good dog actor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with really fun expressions on his face. Yeah. The um, what I like about it is that you know even though it's definitely very much a kids movie. I don't feel like it dumbed it down. Yes, it's simplified, 
but I don't feel like it's dumbed down for the most part. The only thing I could say that kind of works against that argument is the troll's weakness, which is milk. Yeah, that's and... that's where I'm like, okay, that's what... Because I forgot what the reasoning to kill them was. And I'm, I was like, milk for real? <laughs> like, this is dumb. But, I mean, this is like simplified... I can understand a couple reasons for it. Like, one, like, if you're trying to teach kids any sort of moral lesson, it's like, here, milk does a body good, and look, it keeps the trolls away or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, you have... I just said no what I mean. Fine. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> um, so, like, uh, you know, this, there's, like, that angle to it. But I think the other aspect of it is there's a couple shots in here where you see the troll kind of repelling away from the milk spills, and so it you lets can, the kids feel smart if they happen to notice it before it's set on camera. Yeah, it can be. And also, the children thought of the whole yeah. plan to get rid of the trolls by spraying milk all over them. Yeah, with and the then milk he had. Guns and everything. I mean, they yeah, they had to tell Ernest because he thought it was Miak, and I had to look up. <laughs> I was like, "Is that real? The bull, authentic Bulgarian Miak?" Miak, yeah, because it's, it's not, is it? Yeah, it's not. But the, I've seen like websites where people have made it. Okay. Like as if it is real now. See, it looks like it just a local berry-based jam. No, when In I the looked, movie, it, it looks it like when, when I looked up the lore of this, uh-huh. it Miak was actually supposed to be like a yogurt, so he still was technically right. But the jar he had really looked like preservatives. Uh, okay, so. but when I was reading the history of Miak, <laughs> anyway. uh, whatever. But that's the only time it kind of like dumbs things down. It's like. You know, sort of getting the kids to yell at the screen, like, no, it's milk, no, it's milk, not Miak, Aries, come on. Like, it, you know, it's that kind of, like, thing. That's the only time it really gets dumbed down. But, like, when you're telling the story of Botswana and the Ottoman Empire to kids... They're like, what? You know, but like, that's... The beginning... So, it's just goofy fun. Yeah. So, like, in the beginning of the movie, it's the kids telling stories about the history of the town they're in. Yeah. In Briarville, Missouri. And then... The lead girl, Elizabeth, is giving Elizabeth some sort of Elizabeth gives a story about the troll. About, um... Trantor the about Troll. About Trantor the Troll. And then gives that whole backstory about how he transforms children into little dolls. Like, he feasts upon, upon their souls or whatever. And mm-hmm. then back... Th- I don't know, whatever, in the 19th century or whatever, the townsfolk caught him and then they buried him under this huge oak tree, which is the tree that they built the treehouse, yeah, whatever. Yeah, the tree did not exist yet. Yeah. They, they planted it, above, you know, on they top planted of the tree the atop him, yeah. And Phineas Worrell, like, cursed him. Prior to Trantor being captured and buried, he put a curse on the Worrell, on Phineas Worrell, because he was, what, like, the elder, like, the village elder, or he was, like, in charge of that village. Whatever the equivalent was of the time. At that time. So he put a curse on the Worrell family to make every descendant of the world's dumber and dumber and dumber. So the Mm -hmm. dumbest one of the family would be foolish enough to release Trantor, which is what happened in this movie. Yeah. But kind of by accident. Well, it's because... Only, only a world can release the the thing. Yeah, only a a world. Only with a specific phrase. Right, and then, like, old lady Hackmore tells him the phrase, and right. he's like, yeah, if I say some this phrase exactly... While touching this tree on, on the day before Halloween. Right, it's exactly. Like, which is this day. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And if I say this, then the troll will be released. Like, she couldn't... She could have not told him she could the have phrase. Not told him. Because she knows that he is the descendant. Yes. I theorize that she did it on purpose. That she wanted oh, him to, to get release, her family members to get back? her family members back. Okay, yeah, I think it's possible. 
because at the very end, we see the kids coming back to life after all the trolls are defeated, including the ones from before. Or before he uh, who was buried. Were related to Heckmore. So it must not have been. I don't know what. I don't know how many generations you're talking about because if well, she was related to some of those older ones. She must be. Unless she's to be. Yeah, unless she's old. meant to be hundreds of years old herself. A hundred ish years old. Right. I don't know. So. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but that kind of le- leads into my next point of this movie is that Ernest is the main show. And there are plenty of opportunities to have goofy side characters, but they don't get to really play up to their strength as much as they want to, or I think that they should. Um, Like Old Lady Hackmore, played by Eartha Kitt. She's great as a witch, but she doesn't get to do a whole lot with it. I don't know. She's kind of, you know there to give support but she doesn't get to like really lean into the part and have like meaty dialogue in any given time you got the Tom and Bobby Tulip brothers who own the shop and they do their thing and they're like kind of wacky but you know you have Bobby who's like the more nonverbal one who just looks like the bitter well, beer face guy. Well those are the same characters that are always in Jim Varney's or in Ernest movies. They're... For the most part Tom and... actually is I think only in this one. I thought they always played like brothers. Tom replaced the normal brother. Oh, okay. Because the normal the brother had a falling out with the director. Oh, okay. Is what I heard. But the other guy, Bill Bird or Bobby. Bobby Tulip. He is in pretty much yeah everything. All, most of Ernest movies. And honestly, like a lot of like the the adult characters are in multiple Ernest movies. This is all like Nashville productions and there's kind of like a small tight-knit community of Nashville actors and so you're going to see a lot of repeats in the cast if you look across them all. But my point is like yeah the Tulip Brothers they don't have they have a couple scenes but there's not much there. The sheriff is just like this aloof dude who doesn't want to believe kids. The mayor who is the dad of the bullies same thing he's just an aloof guy who doesn't want to believe the kids all the parents the only wackiness comes from their halloween costumes that they're stuck in the entire movie so there's like i don't know i don't know if it's that Ernest is supposed to be like the wild card in this town of normies (laughs) but i feel like there could have been a little bit more goofiness and eccentricity around the city that we're missing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have like this old lady witch character, why not have more? Yeah. Eccentric. I mean, it's like her and Ernest are the except weird people, the eccentric. Yeah, the, eccentric. Yeah, I know. It's that. I mean, I'm eccentric. <laughs> weird. <laughs> We've been cursed. <laughs> we can't say that word. Eccentric, um, weird people. I don't know. And then, like, none but of the everyone's kids are just wacky, like... of course, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. What? I, none of the kids are wacky, but that's fine. Like, that I mean, makes sense. Yeah, the kids are just normal kids, which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. And I forgot where I was going. But oh, I think... But the town is, like, cool with Ernest being Ernest, you know? They're not, like... Mm-hmm weirded out by him they're just like oh yeah that's just Ernest the only thing is like Mayor okay so Ernest works as a street sanitation person he's like the garbage person as well as just like general city cleanup and the mayor wants him fired because he's supposed to go and like clean up Hackmore's place because she has all kinds of stuff in her front yard that's like an eyesore or whatever and he's not doing it, and so the mayor wants him out. So that's really, like, the only, like, non-accepting aspect of the whole thing. But... I mean, they also don't believe him when he says that there's a troll on the loose... Yeah. ...catching children. Yeah, they, they, they definitely but, see him as, like, a, a childlike figure. Yeah. But they're well. just like, oh, that's just earnest. They're mm-hmm. not, like, casting him out. Yeah. Or anything, or demonizing him, like, oh, you f-. they're just like, Ernest, like, come on now. Like, the, they want him to grow up or something. Yeah, they just treat him like a different kid. Yeah. Who just also happens to have a job. Yeah. 
it, there's too many scenes of like the the him and the kids trying to get the parents to understand what's going on and this is again sort of leading into the the plot problems yeah, it's or a the, lot the pacing of... issues is like it it just drags and then like all of a sudden like the troll is loose obviously right and like he just randomly grabs a skateboarding kid and so we get like three seconds of like that action where here's one of the five that he needs and it happened in 10 seconds and now here's another five minutes of Kenny trying to convince the sheriff dad that something's wrong. Mm. But again, like the troll looks really good and they don't shy away. From, it's not like a typical horror movie where they will hide the puppet or hide the, the creature for X amount of time and then do like a big reveal near the end. No, you see him like right from... Yeah, you see him throughout right from the, and uh, then... When he has his, what are they, like his spawn? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Offspring. His offspring that are like growing. The troll, the troll does get the five kids. Yeah. And so he goes back to the tree um, and like these little Brussels sprout looking things that also kind of look like ball sacks, like goop off of the, the tree, fall into the ground and those spore up new trolls. Right. And honestly, I, I commend this movie for really shying away from the the special effects in terms of like computer or whatever. You have like some ghosts that have some weird superimposition looking thing, but for the most part, it's all practical. Where you have just lighting and smoke and fog, and you know it's all done on a soundstage. So you have these trolls coming up from underground and breaking through with like fancy lighting, and it looks really nice. Uh, and also, all of the trolls look unique, which is a big surprise and probably something they didn't have to do. Yeah, they all don't look like Trantor. They all each have their own specific look. Yeah. Yeah, they all have their own unique vibe, <laughs> even though you don't get to see them all that which much. Is, I mean, yeah, you don't see that. If they remade this, you know this is all going to be like CGI'd and shit. Yep. So that's... Like, why I appreciate older movies that uses, like, animatronics or whatever. Like, even with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, with their costuming. Yeah, I never watched the Michael Bay ones, but those are all, like, CG. They look cg too. That's why I mean, it doesn't seem fun. I don't know. But the newer one where it's all cartoon... That makes sense because it's because it's cartoon. All cartoon, so. But like anything that's live action, that's they're gonna is, yeah, not they're so gonna great. implement like a CGI thing. Yeah. And it, that would have really made the movie suffer, and you know, it's not like the fighting between the trolls and the humans and whatever is. I mean, just that... the the main fight where it's Ernest and the troll when he's on his truck. Yeah. That was a good scene. Oh uh, yeah, it went on I mean, too long. It's just again, like but it was the scene. the choreography of the fighting. Yeah. And then also you have his his daughter. You have yeah, Rimshot shot. driving the car the entire time, which is so cute. Yeah, and Ernest is giving him directions, and Rimshot's following him. He's like, okay, yeah, now he's back like, up. okay, he's let like, me go. Right. Yeah, he goes in reverse, just seeing him switching the gears and stuff. But then I'm like, who's stepping on the gas? Don't worry about it. I know. It's, uh, <laughs> he I probably mean, has some sort Rimshot of a gadget. knows. He probably has like a block or something on it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We see... One of the things that also kind of is weird is that the very first introduction to Ernest as a character is like after Elizabeth says, and the troll curses them to say that people get dumber and dumber. And you see Ernest creating this device to wash the street with a whole bunch of like different like household objects that he's just sort of cobbled together in this me mechanism and then you you know again later on you see him create like this troll trap where it's like a dumpster that he's rigged or whatever so he probably rigged something for rig shot rim shot in order to drive the car to in drive. his absence if he needed to but i wish we would have seen like more of those gadgets throughout shot, the movie yeah or just in general just see more like things. the gadgets that he made yeah you know have i guess we see a couple of them when the kids are fighting the bullies and they're throwing like entire pizzas at them right which is so weird it's like you're just throwing entire pizzas 
at these bullies and like canned well, they're food. They're throwing yeah, they're throwing food at them and I was like, why are you wasting food? Right, like multiple full pizzas. Like what but what else can you hit them with? Dirt? Like mud? make mud balls? Yeah. Okay. Sticks. Grass. <laughs> Because I was like, why the food? I don't know. But, it, yeah, it shows them, well, in that specific scene where they're, they're heating up the pizzas real quick. And they're like, we got a pepperoni, like the uh, Elizabeth is saying, pepperoni and whatever coming up. And mm-hmm. then she makes, like, another pizza. And there's, and it's like, a like... pizza slingshot, and it just gets <laughs> shot at them. And then, like, they, they shoot canned food at them, but they can stay behind, like, bullets, where, like, there's, like, a gun that shoots the food part, but then leaves the can. The can out. So it doesn't, like, hurt them. So it's them. not hurting them exactly, but you're getting, like, dog food thrown at you or something. Mm-hmm. So that kind of makes sense a little bit. But, I don't know. Overall, I'm, I'm not mad at this movie. Again, I think there's pacing problems, um, just too much re- rehashing of the same conversations over and over again where Kenny's trying to convince his dad of something or Elizabeth's trying to convince her mom of something. There's a third kid, but he's the first one to get captured by the troll, so oops. Um, Joey, Joey, the one with the glasses, he's he's gone pretty much right away, so he's not really a factor. You have the bully kids who I don't even... One of them was named Matt. I don't know if they ever said the other one's name. It's Matt and Mike. Mike. Okay. They just called him Murdoch, which is the last name of them. It's the last name, yeah, because they are the sons of... Of the mayor. The mayor. And Joey, isn't he the son of the sheriff? No, that's Kenny. That's the main... Oh, Kenny. Kenny is the main kid who stays alive. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny he's, Binder, he's, yeah. he's the mayor. He's the okay. sheriff. He's the sheriff's son. Okay. And then you have, like, Elizabeth, who has this weird thing with her mom. Yeah, they have, like, this weird scene about, like, a confrontation between the two of them. Um, which, again, is mostly, like, there's no such thing as trolls. Get your act together. We're going to this thing. But it is kind of... It was like a really weird, and she dresses, the mom dresses Elizabeth up like as a teddy bear, and she's like, I don't want to be this. And then they have this fight, but then... Was that the scene? What? I thought the teddy bear and the pizza mom were two different people. I thought that was the same person. I don't think it's Elizabeth. I'll see when I go for the screenshots. But Elizabeth, mom, her mom, it's that pizza lady. She dresses up as a pizza lady, didn't? I thought Elizabeth got captured before that party. She was dressed up as a... Her mom was dropping her off. They have that weird interaction where she's like, I don't want to be dressed yeah. up as a teddy bear. And but then, I thought the teddy bear was a sh- like a smaller, littler kid than Elizabeth. Oh, I thought it was Elizabeth. I think Elizabeth got captured by the troll in the house. Okay, they, then they who... The, so, it's just a random family that Eartha Kitt's character overhears and be like, yeah. oh, unconditional love Uncondi- is the love of a child. Okay, because I was like, this is such a weird scene. Yeah, it's such it's, it's completely unrelated, but other than that is, is to to piece together the puzzle that they are trying they to gather to, from the books. of To, to capture... Because Trantor, you can't throw milk on him. He's not going to die. The other ones will. You need the unconditional love. You need love unconditional love. And something else. To capture Trantor or, like, kill him or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the pizza and, and the bear, they fight and then they make up. So I just thought that was such a weird interaction. Because Elizabeth has that conversation with her mom. And then she's like, you know, she looks under the bed. There's no troll there. But then the troll's in the bed with her. Okay. And then she's... I thought that was also Elizabeth for some reason. Maybe because it was a little girl and the only girl you saw. Yeah, because you don't have any other, yeah, conversation the, with these you two don't people. See, yeah, the only girl that you saw in the movie was Elizabeth. Yeah. So I was like, okay, confused. But then I just thought that was like a really weird interaction between that girl and her mom. Where they were fighting... And then all of a sudden the mom is just like, 
like, well, they're both just like, oh, I'm sorry, okay, I love you, and then, you know, whatever. I'm still gonna be dressed up as this fucking bear, I guess, but I'm okay with it. Right. (laughs) And I'll be on my way. And then the mom's like, oh, yay, you love me again. Right. It was so weird. And that's when old lady Hackmore is like, love. Yeah. (laughs) Unconditional love is from the child. That's what you need. And then, yeah, there's this whole little... Yeah, because they literally think they need, like, a literal heart of a child. I don't know. I thought that's what... Because they needed the heart... There was something where it's... Well, you know when... There are two conditions, and I didn't write them down because I didn't care enough to... Okay. I know, like, one of them is unconditional love, and then the other one is... Yeah, the heart of the child. Heart yeah. of the child. That, but I thought they thought that they literally needed a heart of a child, and they were like, oh, shit. Like, who are we going to sacrifice to kill Trent? It would have been kind of a funny conversation to have in the movie. But that's when old lady Hackmore is like, no, the heart of a child is unconditional love. Yeah, it's all one and the same. Yeah. Um, but also you can use Miak if you want to. The reason they, the reason that's a, a thing is because the book has uh, pages that were stuck together, and so yeah. it's M-I blank K, and so Ernest thinks it's me. jumps to the wrong conclusion. And for some reason, Hackmore can't figure it out either. Uh... I mean, the movie gets but, a little kind of cartoony at the end with the, everything. When, the when, trolls joining the costume contest, like, shortly after that scene. Yeah, that was Trantor. And, but then when it gets to the scene where Ernest has to show unconditional love. Yeah. Shouldn't it be a child doing that to Trant- Trantor because it needs the heart of a child? No, but, I think it has something to do with like him as the ancestor is the one because who... he he's the child. I think it's because he's <laughs> the ancestor more than anything. Okay, so he has to do it. He has to do it with the heart of a child and unconditional okay, love. Okay, and then but then but it's, that's you it's know like the, a the one stupidity minute... curse that kind of like helps him. Yeah, he create like do that. Yeah, he was the one that opened it, so he has to close it. I think basically. And, you didn't um, pay that much attention to the plot, you can tell. What? <laughs> it's not meant for that. And But that was just like a one minute thing where he's like, okay, and then they dance around and then Trantor like, disappears. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a big long fight scene between all the different trolls and, and the townspeople and the children going around with like squirt guns shooting yeah, milk, milk and making and... them dissolve. That's where special effects do come into play, where they yeah. turn into, like, the superimposed ghosts and stuff. It doesn't look that great, but it doesn't look that terrible either. Um, there's some cartoony stuff where, like, you know, like, Ernest and them are, like, you know, they're doing, like, the Scooby-Doo thing, and they're chasing around, like, the tree stump and going opposite directions and bumping into each other and all that kind of crap, but... I don't know. Uh... Basically, everybody is killed except for the Trantor, and then, like, he summons, like, demon strength, <laughs> and he is able to convert Kenny into a doll, and I hate to say it, but some of these parents are not super great actors, because Kenny's dad I mean, yeah, did the not children like are better actors than, like, these adults. That's, like, Sometimes, the whole yeah. thing with the mom, like, with that pizza mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was like her only scene, so. Um, but yeah, the dad, the sheriff dad, didn't seem like all that upset that his kid just got turned into a doll. Um, but it's it's short-lived anyway. And they're kind of got... just like, uh, all right, well, my child's gone. But then once Trant- Trantor is, you know, gone or dead or whatever. Then dude. all the kids come back. Yeah, all the doll, all the wooden dolls come back to life, and the kids come back, including, including the, the older ones that related to Hackmore. Yeah, including, but well, also amongst all this, Trantor turns Rimshot, Rimshot into yeah. a doll. Yeah, and that's that's the heartbreaking part because he doesn't get around to to help kill any of the trolls or anything like that. He's, yeah, he's stuck in the truck as a wooden doll on the mm-hmm. dashboard. 
but you know they have a reunion and then you know Ernest is waiting because all the children come out from the the trunk yeah the trunk they all kind of like walk out yeah and Ernest is waiting for Rimshot basically yeah, Ernest is like, well, I have nobody waiting for me. Like, nobody's coming out of that tree trunk for me. And then, like, you hear Rimshot bark, and he's like, oh, my God, you're alive. Yeah. yeah. So, very short movie if you kind of, like, take away some of the chaff. Um, but we didn't talk about what I think is maybe part of the best part of the movie. I don't know. Wow. The opening credit sequence. Oh, with using the old movies? Yeah, it's yeah. so stupid and simple, but I loved it. It's like this <laughs> opening credit sequence, like immediately, like no context, no plot or anything. It's just random old movie footage of like public domain stuff from like the 50s or whatever. And then you see like Ernest with green tinted lights just mugging to the camera in various different I mean, ways. I mean, I was or like reacting up at it. to you know, all these scary things. I mean, that's why Jim Varney is a funny guy. Yes. Because <laughs> he has this rubber face and he knows how to use it in this way that's, you know, just really expressive and everything. And I think the troll also helped match that in a way, too. Uh, but it's. And like the song itself is like goofy and silly and Yeah, I actually jumping. like the music that they. But it's all over this completely black backdrop, and you have, like, this random costumed hand with an axe coming in and, you know, adding whatever. Never on the same screen as Ernest ever, so, like, it's not really a threat to anything. But, you know, it's just very, very simple. Everything, again, in this movie is done, like, on a soundstage, basically, and very clearly so. But it works because they use good lighting, they use good set design and props, and they take care to, to do these things. Um... So that was a great way to set the tone for the whole movie, I think. So again, this is the last one that Disney released. Uh, we had Ernest write it again after this, and then the directed videos of Ernest Goes to School, Slam Dunk Ernest, which I think has Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in there too. Uh, Ernest Goes to Africa, and then Ernest and the Army was the very last one. They had almost finished Ernest the Pirate by the time he passed away, uh, but that never got released or finished but it was very very close to being done when uh, Jim Verney passed in 2000 from uh, lung okay. cancer from his chronic smoking there uh, no awards to speak of but really not too much of a uh, surprise there um, did when did the Nickelodeon like oh the kids choice kids, awards yeah when did that begin it was after that after this, because we have not had a single Kids' Choice Award. Okay, because I was like, day. this seems like a Nickelodeon. The only thing we've had that's nominee. similar <laughs> is the Young Artist Award okay. nominations, but that's not televised or anything like that. So, uh, the director is John Art Cherry the third, who has been working with Jim Varney like his entire career. Basically, um, he was the ad exec that helped create. The campaigns that Ernest started out as, he did every single Ernest movie except for Ernest Goes to School, uh, and he also did the Hey Vern, It's Ernest TV show, which was in 1988, which I enjoyed back when it was on. Mm -hmm. Charles Gale, one of the writers, he also did the 1991 movie Guilty as Charged, so it would be interesting to see how much different that is. Uh, he also did Tattletale and Captain Nuke and the Bomber Boys. Coke Sams is the other writer. He uh, did several other uh, Ernest movies. Dr. Otto goes to camp, goes to school, and he also did this other project called Existo, which featured a lot of the actors that are in this as well. So another Nashville production. Jim Varney as Ernest, Daytime Emmy Award winner for Hey Vern as Ernest, which only lasted one season, surprisingly. Razzie nominated for Worst New Star for Ernest Goes to Camp. Hmm. Uh, before Ernest, he was on a bunch of different shows like Fernwood Tonight, Operation Petticoat, uh, and then he went on to do other movies that are not Ernest-related like Beverly Hillbillies, Toy Story where he plays Slinky Dog, Snowboard Academy, Atlantis, Lost Empire, um, Eartha Kitt as Old Lady Hackmore was Emmy-nominated for I Spy, and a two-time Emmy, a daytime Emmy Award winner for Emperor's New School, which is based off of her character from Emperor's New Groove, uh, and she also has an Emmy win for Wonder Pets, 
Image nominated for Living Single, Tony nominated for Timbuktu and The Wild Party. Uh, she started as a singer and dancer with such notable songs as Santa Baby, I Want to Be Evil, Just an Old Fashioned Girl. Uh, she is also notably Catwoman in some of the episodes of the original Batman TV series, but only five episodes, if you can believe that. Uh, she went on to do other movies like St. Louis Blues, Serpent Warriors, Living Doll, and Boomerang, and of course Emperor's New Groove, like we talked about before. Some of the kids, I really only wrote down two of them here. Kenny was Austin Nagler. He did this in like one episode of Evening Shade. Um, apparently he got some flack at home um, off screen for his role in this, and he quit acting. I read that there was a kiss scene in this movie. And that's what did him in? Yeah, they, and they he... They gave him too much guff about that? Yeah, like, all the other kids on set were, like, teasing him and making fun of him so much that he, like, quit acting. Oh. Uh, that's a shame, because he was... Yeah. He, he was getting... You know, he, he's the lead. Uh, the other lead um, female, is Elizabeth, was, was played by Shay Astar. She did continue to do some acting. Uh, in 1991, she was in the movie Samantha, and she was also in episodes of China Beach and Jake and the Fat Man. Uh, and she also has a Young Artist nomination for her guest spot in Third Rock from the Sun, where she, for like a season or so, played the girlfriend to... Right, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. There you yeah. go. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then you have uh, Tom Tulip, who was played by John Caden Head. Uh, he was Crazy Ernie in UHF. He's also in 1991's Cage Fear, but he's been in things like Gerbert, Steele's Law, and Walker, Texas Ranger. And then Sheriff Cliff was played by Daniel Butler. Of course, he's been in other Ernest movies. He's also written Slam Dunk Ernest. Um, and he, he also wrote and helped with the TV show as well. And he's also the host of the TV show America's Dumbest Criminals based off of a book series that he wrote. Uh, Barkley played Rimshot. Uh, aside from these Ernest movies, the most notable credit is Clean Slate. He was in that as well. So that's about it. That's all I have. Uh, Chiodo Brothers we could talk about, but, you know, um, we already talked about their, their biggest credit, which is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So we're going to move on to true crime and pop culture. All right, I'm going to get to Shay Astar a little bit. Okay. Before I get into what happened on this day. She became a singer and songwriter in the early 2000s. And she released her first EP in 2010. And then she has a full-length debut that was released in September of 2010. She has a YouTube channel. Okay. And she also has an Instagram that I started to follow with all her music in. But I tried to find more information but I just found like this tiny little blurb on a website saying that in the early 2000s she started making her mark as a musician as part of an electro funk folk duo called Yuffie U-F-F-I-E and she was also a demo singer for rancid frontman Tim Armstrong hmm. which I, th I thought that was interesting and then she became a solo artist and she now records her own folk songs. And, uh, I mean, she still does it because I went on her YouTube channel and I saw recent videos. But that's all I found about her. I was trying to find, like, I wanted to find out more about, like, the rancid thing. I was like, what's <laughs> yeah. going on? And then... Going to non-child-related stuff. So if you have your kids listening, <laughs> I don't stop think any now. child would be listening to yeah, us. If you, if you kids want to know what us forty-year-olds say about Ernest movie. So on so October eleventh, nineteen ninety-one was a Friday, and on this day was when law professor Anita Hill testified against Clarence Thomas sexually harassing her. It was televised. And I know we've talked 
about this briefly. At least, at least like three times. Yeah, it's come up a couple different times. Because like one in the SNL thing. SNL skits. I think one of the movies was like the date he got confirmed, probably. Yes, So that I remember. So this is the day that her televised hearings were on. It was on ABC and NBC at the same time. So, I mean, I'm just going to do like a Cliff's Notes because this is like, I mean, like a book. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So, on October 11th, 1991, Anita Hill stated in televised hearings that Clarence Thomas had sexually harassed her while he was her supervisor at the Department of Education and at the EEOC. When questioned on why she followed him to the second job after he had already allegedly harassed her, she said working in a reputable position within the civil rights field was her ambition, so the position was appealing enough to inhibit her from going back into like a private practice with a previous firm. She just wanted to move on forward in her career, even though she was being harassed. And she thought that, you know, it wouldn't happen, but it continued. And according to her, Thomas originally asked her out socially many times. I don't, like, I don't know about Clarence Thomas, like, at all. Like, was he married at that time? I don't know. I know he's married. when, When he got confirmed, I don't know. That, I don't know. But anyways, he was asking her out. She, like, politely declines his request. But he continued on. And it just, it became more sexual advance. And he would speak about women. Like, he watching, I mean, they make fun of this in the SNL sketch. Where he would start to talk to Anita about women, like the porn that he watched, like women having sex with animals. And I should have done a trigger warning in the beginning of this. So trigger warning to like sexual harassment and like sexual assault. And films just showing group sex and rape scenes. And she said that on several occasions that he would talk about his own sexual prowess and the details of his own anatomy. And then it was just to the point where on a Coke can, he had put pubic hair on her Coke can. I mean, it was disgusting. This thing, I've never... When I was reading up about this, I didn't know about this, but there were four female witnesses waiting in the wings to support her credibility, but they were never called. And, I mean, this was all, like, after the hearings, this was all privately compromised between the Senate and her, so... Compromised? Yeah. Or confirmed? Well... They said they had, like, a private conversation after this. Oh. Compromise makes it sound like like her testimony was, like, thrown out or something. Or, you know, they found some major fault and it was tossed. Well, I mean, then they had to make her do a polygraph test. And, you know, I mean, they just put her through the fucking ringer, which Mm -hmm. fucking sucks. They made her do one, but they didn't make Thomas do one. So then it it just became where other members were questioning Hill's credibility after the timeline of all the events. We see this in SNL skit to all the senators, like pretty much victim blaming her, like asking her like, well, what were you doing and what were you wearing? That type of stuff. Yeah, the sketch was more about like them turning it into ways that they could get pointers to do it themselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah found this also interesting and disgusting in october 2010 thomas's wife left a voicemail at hill's office asking that hill apologize to clarence thomas after this testimony i mean 
like 20 years later. Because, I mean, it got revisited probably around that time. You know, like news outlets would be like, hey, and on the anniversary of blah, blah, Right, blah. I mean, even just recently. I mean, the 30-year yeah. anniversary. Well, also the stuff with Kavanaugh kind of brought the Anita Hill stuff back on into the limelight, too. So, you know, it's it keeps on coming up. Yeah. And Anita Hill was like one of the first ones that I can remember that would talked about anything like that. And right. I wasn't obviously paying much attention as a I kid. I mean, when I was I, younger, I had I no idea. I knew the name. Yeah, I That's knew her name it. because they, they do mention this in, like, pop culture now in, like, TV shows and stuff. But, I mean, the effect... Shortly after the Thomas confirmation hearings, this was at George... President George H.W. Bush, he dropped his opposition to a bill that gave harassment victims the right to seek federal damage awards and back pay and reinstatement and the law was passed by Congress and then a year late, later there was harassment complaints filed with the EEOC that went up 50% and it shifted in Hill's favor and I mean she still does continued work and advocacy to this day. On October 12th Brain Twisters was released so it was that was released on a Saturday. Okay. That was the other movie that was around the same time as this. Ugh, brain Twisters. This is better than Brain Twisters. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so speaking of that, uh, let's go into rankings and ratings. We're on your 1 to 5 star scale. Are you going to put Ernest Scared Stupid? Um, I'm gonna give this two a two i'm going higher is this controversial i don't know it's depend it depends on your personal opinion i guess i i'm on my zero to four star scale i'm gonna say it's a three okay it's a three <laughs> that's fine i don't know I, I just i really like the production values which is something we didn't talk about tons and tons here but not just like making the trolls practical effects and everything but just simple shots where i don't know like the the shifting and lightings and key moments and everything's put together really well. I just wish the pacing was different. That's like the main yeah, thing. Yeah, I was that like I really dragged it down. Even though this was like a ninety-minute movie, I was bored for like twenty minutes. Yeah, and it sounds like the script went under a lot of revisions to appease Disney. So, so this could have been like might a have been part of it. One-hour episode of Haver and its Ernest. It could have been like a TV special. Yeah. And it would have, like, they could have cut down a lot of stuff and, like, turned it into, like, a one-hour TV special, and it would have maybe been more popular. So, I don't know. But either way, I still enjoy my time with it. I, I It's been so long since I've seen anything earnest, and so it's, like, really nice to kind of just get in that world again. Three out of four for me. Every movie's worth, worth watching once. Would you watch this again? I mean, not right away if there was like an earnest I don't like know a like a marathon thing. somewhere I would definitely watch Ernest Goes to Jail again because I remember watching that a lot yeah I'd want to revisit the earlier Ernest movies if nothing else maybe not the direct video but nah, I mean, yeah I'm not against them I, I feel like I would not like the I think they're going to be I think they're like obviously really going to be clearly worse but I'm curious it's like a morbid curiosity for those um, it's more of like a genuine curiosity for the earlier movies and this one is like this weird little one that's like right in the middle of that package um, yeah I don't think I'd watch it again anytime soon I definitely want to see some of the other Ernest stuff first again but I mean, I'll I'm, watch his TV show I'm not against again. it yeah I would definitely watch the TV show too that'd be cool and the Beverly Hillbillies is a really good, funny movie because I used to watch that nonstop. And he's great in that too. Like th that's the one thing that this movie helped reinforce is that Jim Varney is like a really good Jim comedic Varney actor fest. generally. Yeah. So, but I feel like this were you know because sometimes they put like this goofy, campy stuff in like the music box twenty four hour film festival. I would wonder, so I would totally watch it. As put part the of that. Beverly Hillbillies and <laughs> Ernest Goes to Jail back to back. Yeah, do an Ernest thing. Uh, if you out there want to watch Ernest Scared Stupid as of this recording in t September 2023, it's available on Hoopla, YouTube, digital rental, VHS, DVD. As always, check your local listings. You can listen to us on all of your major podcasting platforms. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can email us at 1991moviewrewind at gmail.com. 
Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, YouTube. Just search 1991 Movie Rewind or go to 1991MovieRewind.com for the full list of movies along with show notes and more. Next week, we're going to continue our sort of horror-ish month. It's a very loose horror month. We're watching The Rapture. That's on digital rental, VHS and DVD. We'll see you then.